0: Welcome to Faith and Family, a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. And now from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Faith and Family. Thank you so much for joining us today as we launch into a new miniseries on marijuana. My tentative title for this series is, If It's Legal, Should Catholics Smoke Pot?, Let me tell you about something that happened to me one night after dinner. Family was around a dinner table, and I was quite surprised to hear this. Dad, give us your best case against using marijuana. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I wasn't prepared for this at all. My son, who asked me this question, was a champion debater in high school. So he loves sniffing out phony and flaky arguments to counter them and i said well what do you want physical mental or spiritual he says all three go ahead give us your best shot (laughs) so my question for you mom and dad how would you answer your son or your daughter well to prepare you for such questions is the purpose of this series of broadcast and in particular How would you answer them knowing that your youth, that your young adult children know others from faithful Catholic families, even Catholic homeschooling families that are smoking pot? Marijuana is going mainstream and Catholic parents and priests need to be prepared for this cultural change. One of the best polls on the current state of marijuana use in the United States is a 2017 poll by Yahoo News and Marist College. And I'll be describing in a moment why there's some very important aspects to this poll that even the Gallup poll didn't quite catch. But bottom line, about 55 million adults currently use marijuana in the United States. But what's particularly shocking is that 52% of these 55 million users are millennials. They're the young crowd, the approximately what, 78 to 1998 uh, birth dates. But this younger segment of the American population makes up more than half of the marijuana users. So what that says to me is that the millennials are simply a weather vane, saying there's a storm coming. There's a a demographic cultural marijuana tsunami coming on the USA, and it will include millions of youths from Christian families. This is coming, and we need to know what to do about it, how to have a conversation with our kids, and one of the reasons <laughs> I knew my son who asked me this, he was ready to pounce. He likes to debate and you know he likes to find holes or lack of logic or lack of accurate facts. And he did fact check me, by the way. So I'll try the best I can to be accurate in what I'm saying in this series of broadcasts, but we need to know what is going on. Now, a recent Gallup poll, and you've probably heard a lot about this, showed that 64% of Americans support legalization of marijuana. Now, I believe that poll is somewhat inferior to the Yahoo News and Marist College poll for this reason. They just asked the blanket statement, are you in favor or not in favor of the legalization of marijuana? The Marist poll asked this, are you in favor of the legalization of medical marijuana? 83% of Americans said yes, whereas 49% of Americans supported legalization of recreational use of marijuana, that is to get high. So I'm just saying, if you're strategically going for trying to do something culturally in the church that the case against medical marijuana, we will have a broadcast on this, this is one that's already gone way past the 50% mark. It's now 83% of Americans, but it's still not even half of the country is in favor of legalization of the recreational use of marijuana. So to say that 64% or two thirds of Americans support legalization is inaccurate. You have to ask what type of legalization, recreational use or medical use. But in either case, it doesn't take a profit to predict that marijuana legalization is gonna spread with every election cycle. Already, 29 states have legalized the use of medical marijuana, and nine states have legalized the recreational use of it. Now, let's say you're a Catholic parent, and you don't want your kids smoking pot. What's the number one way to keep a young person from smoking pot? That's very easy to answer. It's parents, and I'll even tell you the best combination is godly parents. In other words, parents who take their faith seriously, along with strong parental involvement in a child and young person's life, that will keep a person off of drugs or and it's not a guarantee, but by far, it's the greatest probability of doing so. Let me tell you how I discovered this. And actually, it was my personal research into trying to keep kids off of pot as a youth minister and as an evangelical Protestant minister that led me to almost my entire philosophy for family ministry and emphasis on fathers. It came from doing this. I saw my youth group in the 1970s, literally going up in smoke. I mean, I can remember uh, stopping at a gas station right near my church and filling up. And meanwhile, a whole carload of kids in my youth group pull up next to me. They opened the door, you know, and it was pretty obvious, marijuana smoke, you know, very, very strong odor. They were getting high on the way to church kids whose parents had sacrificed to go through years of Christian schooling. I was working six days and six nights a week uh, with this youth group, trying everything I could to to make them into firm disciples of Jesus, and six months of smoking pot, and it seems like all the schooling, off, all the youth group efforts just seemed to dissipate. So I wanted to do something, and in 1980, I had it was, for me, kind of a life-changing trip to Columbia Medical School in New York. I had a postgraduate seminar on drug prevention, and there were all kinds of people there. There were educators, government officials, sociologists, uh, law enforcement, and far, hardly any clergy. In fact, I really got a talking to because when I mentioned you know, what brought me there as a clergyman, Uh, They said, well, where are they? We never hear about this. And our kids are being destroyed by drugs and marijuana, and we don't hear a thing. And so they kind of gave me an earful. But nonetheless, I heard an utterly amazing testimony from a dad who got his pothead daughter off of marijuana, and he did it by authoring a book he researched i mean thoroughly researched every reason in the world not to smoke marijuana and he put it in to a book and i think it was something like 99 reasons not to smoke pot by you know this young girl's father teenage girl's father and he put it into this book and gave it to her So after this guy spoke, I mean, it was like, and there were a lot of parents there who had lost their kids to the counterculture and such were wanting some answers. And so I was a part of a long line of people after his talk to find out more, I gotta get a hold of this book. I gotta get a hold of this book. And I was talking to somebody in line about getting a hold of a book and a psychologist was standing in front of me and he heard of my urgent desire to get a copy of that astonishing book. And he turned and he said something to me that has guided my life ever since. I I believe God must have put that man in front of me. He said this, it's not the book, it's the father. And he proceeded to tell me that any father who loves his daughter so much to research and write a book like that, and to be so involved and concerned for her welfare Will get his kids off pot. In other words, the key isn't the book. The key are the parents. And I thought, whoa, that's something to think about. Then after this man spoke, there was a keynote speech by a former presidential uh, commission bigwig, bigwig, there had just were these astonishing spread of drug abuse particularly you know marijuana was a gateway to a lot of the other drug abuse and this presidential expert was given a mandate by president nixon that every government survey had to be correlated so that all these surveys could be combined together to find the dynamics that could prevent drug abuse and marijuana use. And so what this expert put together happened to be the largest youth survey in the history of mankind, okay? When he described what he did, he got my attention. And he went on to talk about a lot of things, but bottom line, it was parents. And what this man did was actually had a greater impact on me than even all the statistics he quoted about parents. When he got done with the survey and presenting it back to the president, he quit his big-wig, high-paid D.C. job and bought a farm so he could work with his children the last few years before they left the home. Because in a nutshell, and this is it, You replace the peer pressure, which is the vehicle by which kids begin experimenting with drugs and marijuana and whatever else, and you replace that peer pressure with parent pressure. And parent pressure comes with spending large quantities of time with your children. There's a bunch of phony parental experts writing books and making millions saying it's quality time what counts. No, time is a quantitative measure, and you need to spend large quantities of time with your children to be the primary influence in their life. You know, there's a key book. Actually, there's two key books in the Catholic Church regarding drug abuse. The first one was so complicated and hard to get, I literally couldn't order it. It was so convoluted, the process to order this book from the Vatican, that I issued a plea over Faith and Family Radio for somebody going to Rome to buy me this book, and a blessed listener to Faith and Family got me this book. It's entitled Church, Drugs, and Drug Addiction by the Pontifical Council for Health Pastoral Care. Now, I was very pleased to see I, wondered, I wonder if, I, you know, Amazon selling everything. Is this thing on Amazon? I was pleased to say, yes, Amazon is carrying it. It's only $753 new, or you can get a used copy for $240. I'm thinking, oh, wow, things haven't changed much. But it's free, absolutely free, on the Vatican website, va.va. Va. It's entitled Church, Drugs, and Drug Addiction, Pontifical Council for Health Pastoral Care very worthwhile. You're going to be hearing a lot about it in this series. But here's what it says. The family has an essential role to play in the education and recovery of the drug addict. Parents are indispensable in the lives of their family members who wish to leave the world of drug addiction. Now, here are the statistics. A lot of people like the statistics that I tried to dig out. This is from the National Survey of Drug Use and Health. N-S-D-U-H, 12 to 17-year-olds, those with parents who would strongly disapprove of their smoking pot, 4.8% will be likely to experiment from that group. In other words, about one out of 20. Um, Even if parents strongly disagree, some kids will go ahead and try it, one out of 20. But what if parents are indifferent? Then 31.3% are likely to experiment with drugs. In other words, one out of 20 teens, 12 to 17, who know their parents would strongly disapprove, one out of 20 will try pot. But if parents are just, oh, whatever, one out of three. And there's no other statistic that comes close to this. There's one that comes close, though. Remember I said it's not just parents, but godly parents? Religious beliefs are second. Those teens who say religious beliefs are very important in their life, 7.4% will try pot on average, is statistical average. But religious beliefs not very important, it doubles, more than doubles, 17.6%. That's why you you combine a strong faith life with involved, committed parents who vocalize their disapproval of these things, and that's the key, okay? So parents are the key, but, you know, if you're in a conversation, somebody says, but, you know, like, "Uh uh-oh, what's gonna happen now? Well, here's a very big problem. 54% of American adults who use marijuana are parents. In other words, more than half of the pot users are parents and a majority of these parents have children under 18. So you see the problem here. And some of you listening are moms and dads who are active users of marijuana. And I'd like to thank you in advance for not changing the channel by this point. And somebody might be listening Steve. You really think there's parents listening to Catholic radio who smoke dope? Yes, I do. Uh, You'd be surprised, but it's very widespread, and half of those who are using marijuana in the United States, the adult users, are parents, and a majority of these parents have children under 18. So if you, as a parent, are using marijuana you are really incapacitating your ability to keep your kids off of pot if you are using yourself. You are the number one voice, even over that of peers, to keep your children from beginning a, a pot use and experimenting. So how do you um, keep from ruining your example, leading your children down the path? It, it's really a pursuit of pleasure Uh, as an end in life and really you want to encourage your kids and this is part of uh, the electronic addictions but you want to encourage your kids to find happiness fulfillment fun and joy through real life experiences you know it's very interesting um runners know, like if you run a 10K, you'll get what's called a runner's high. There's uh, receptors in the brain that are the same ones that, that marijuana smoke goes to. And the difference being, you know, smoke is just smoke. It's As you're going to hear in future broadcasts, it's going to harm your body. Whereas if you're out jogging, it's good for your body. And the feel good feeling, the difference is it's a, it's a byproduct of discipline and effort exercised in the real world. It's connected with reality. You know, um, you probably remember I, I came up with a uh, book uh, in time for the 500th anniversary of the Protestant Reformation entitled Grace and Justification. And, you know, off and on, I was working in that book for over a decade, uh, just But with the 500th anniversary coming up, I had to just kind of push it through. You know, it was a really good feeling to hold that book in my hands when it finally got published. And yeah, it's a good feeling to smoke pot. But what is it? It's nothing. It's a vapor. It's smoke. It's nothing. And versus, you know, working on something for years and then having a result That's a good feeling too, but it's based on effort and it's of service to something other than a a stupid pursuit of pleasure. I'm not against pursuing pleasure, but getting pleasure from accomplishing something, from doing something, for exercising something. I mean, I've been watching the Olympics and, you know, they worked hard for years, but to get that medal, you see, gives a joy and a happiness that will not come from. Smoke. So, lasting happiness can be found in a multitude of ways in the wonderful world God has made for us, but it's never going to be found in a puff of smoke. So, parents, you are really the invaluable resource for teaching this life lesson to your children. Remember, when I was in line in New York at Columbia Medical School. I just had to get a hold of that book because that book, I mean, this father described his daughter. She was a total pothead, and he got her off of pot. I got to get that book. And that psychologist who turned and said to me, it's not the book, it's the father or the mother who are involved and willing to sacrifice and be an example to a teenage son or daughter, and then to tell them, based on that level of relationship, that you don't want them to be using drugs. Now, here we come up to a a, a question, okay? But before the question, I need to just make the statement. It's rather obvious, if you've been listening so far, that parents who have never smoke pot are standing on a good foundation. They're they're giving a strong and enduring example to their kids by their life. Jokingly I say, you know, one of the big problems of being a parent is that, you know, your kids follow your example and not always your words. You know, it's your life example. It'd be so much easier if it's just told them the right thing to do and didn't do it yourself. But no, you parents who are not smoking pot, who are involved in their lives, who are spending the quantities of time replacing peer pressure with parent pressure, you have the foundation and then you have the relationship bridge to the heart and mind of your children to tell them. And this, you know, you don't scream and yell about it. You don't harp on it, but you let them know real clear, real simple. Smoking pot is not the way for a fulfilling life. It's not great for your body. It's not great for your mind. And it's not great for your spiritual life. And we'll be breaking those three areas down in future broadcasts. But the bottom line is that you've just provided a wonderful witness to your kids. Now, what if your kids happen to know that you have smoked pot? How can you be a good parent when they know for a fact that at some point in your past that you did smoke pot? How can you, without being a hypocrite, encourage your children not to smoke pot? And again, I realize I'm speaking to people on Catholic radio, and I've got a great select audience here. But at the same time, I know that many of you are in that exact situation. Well, let me take you back to the family dinner table when my son said, Dad, give us your best shot. Tell us the best reason why we shouldn't be smoking pot. And I proceeded to give them the three areas, the mental, the physical, and the spiritual but bottom line, my son, who asked me that question, knew that I smoked pot. And unlike one of our elected officials, he knew I inhaled. But he also knew, without harping on this at home, but I put smoking pot entirely behind me, and I just regarded it as a lame way to live life as a productive Christian. And simply doing that has allowed me to encourage my kids to stay off of pot and all drugs. Hey, there's no need to experiment with marijuana. I've been there, tried that, and I found it seriously wanting for a focused, productive Christian life. And I dare say, I don't quite remember... (laughs) I said or didn't say to my kids that night, because this all came up very much by surprise. But probably a lot more than whatever came out of my voice, my life, they knew I put it behind me definitively. They know that dad's not going to be growing pot in the backyard, okay? It's done, it's over, and it's behind me. And my life, even though I have smoked pot in the past, my life because of turning from it, enables me to have a voice to my children. So I can't be a fatherly witness against marijuana use if I'm a parental pothead. And so if you're smoking pot as a parent, get rid of it. Put it away. Um, and I don't mean put it away in your drawer or hide it in your closet um, or under the ceiling tiles, those are the three most popular places that people hide pot. No, I'm talking about getting rid of it entirely. You don't give it away to somebody, you destroy it. Make it a past chapter of your life that you've turned from, that, that by your life and your example, you can show your kids that the way for a fulfilled life to be lived is not one smoking pot. It doesn't come from smoke. It comes from the Holy Spirit. And it can come from very tangible things. You know, a walk in the park can bring happiness and joy and and in in a way that's good for you and doesn't bring a lot of tragic consequences. So you can be a parental witness if you've completely and thoroughly quit and put it behind you and your kids will know if you've done it. I'm Steve Wood, your host, who's enjoying life with Christ and without pot. You've been listening to episode 184 of Faith and Family Radio. Faith and Family is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at dads.org to order copies of Faith and Family broadcasts and to learn more about Catholic family life.